Baruch HaMabam, welcome everyone to a special edition of All Parsha on Parshas Kisisa. The Ramban on Parshas Kisisa, so many important Rambans, but we're going to focus on the Ramban that explicates the central narrative of Parshas Kisisa, namely the Chet Ho'egel. And we go immediately to Parak Lamed Beis, Pasuk Aleph, on the Pasuk, Vayar Ha'am Ki Moshe. The people saw that Moshe was delayed, Loredes Menahar, from descending the mountain. The people gathered to Aaron, they said to him, make for us a, we'll see what this word means, that will go before us, because this man Moshe, that brought us up from Egypt, we don't know what happened to the man. The Ramban cites Rashi, and Rashi is troubled by the word Yelchu, because Yelchu implies plural. What does it mean Yelchu? They just wanted a replacement, an Eloi Kim. Rashi says, Asher Yelchu lefanenu, Elohim They desired many gods. This man Moshe that brought us up from Egypt, who showed us the way to go on. Now we need many gods to go before us. Lashon Rashi, this is the language of Rashi, based on the Gemara and Sanhedrin, and the Ramban comments, his language is not precise. What the Ramban means by that is, Rashi is not clear, did the Jewish people want a different god? Was this a form of idolatry? Or was this just looking for someone to guide them through the Midbar. And therefore the Ramban offers what he considers the definitive pshat in what the Klayasol were attempting to accomplish with the, with the making of the Egel. Says the Ramban, this verse is the key ladas to understand inyin ha'egel, the subject of the Egel, and the thought process of those who made it. Because it is known, don't make a mistake and think the Jewish people thought Moshe was God. Certainly the Jewish people did not mistakenly think Moshe was God. Where do we ever find anywhere in Chumash the Jews uh, misunderstood Moshe's ability? And Moshe with his own power made all the signs and wonders in Egypt. And what would the reason be that he said, in other words, why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu left, would they have to make a god? In other words, what the Rabban is saying is, the Jewish people never thought Moshe was a god, so if they never thought Moshe was god, why, now that Moshe is gone, do they need a, a god to replace him? He wasn't a god in the first place. So, that wasn't the function of the Egel, to have idolatry. Furthermore, the Ramban says, they said what their intention was. Elohim asher yelcho lefanenu, and Elohim to go before them. They didn't need a deity to provide them life in this world or in the next world. They just wanted a substitute rabbi, a substitute Moshe. Amru, they said, Moshe who guided us from Egypt until today. Because all of our encampments and travels, all their travels were by the word of God through Moshe. Now Moshe is gone. 
So we need someone else for God to instruct to be our guide and leader. Let's make another Moshe. To instruct us on the road, to show us what path to go on. Certainly through the command and guidance of Hashem. That's why they mention Moshe Ha'ish. Ha'ish Asher Ha'elanu. The man that took us up. Not, uh, they don't want another God. Not the God that took us up. They don't want to replace him from the Ba'ashem. The Ba'ashem still here. We believe in Hashem. Hashem didn't go anywhere. We need another Moshe. It was Api Hashem Biad Moshe. We need the replacement for the Moshe, not for the Hashem. We need the divine man to guide us. This is also indicated that it's not an idol that they wanted. From Aaron's response, when Aaron tries to assuage Moshe's wrath, that Moshe says to Aaron, What did the people do to you? That you brought this great sin upon them. So now, let's see. How is Aaron assaging the, the wrath of Moshe Rabbeinu? What does Aaron tell Moshe? Aaron's response was, They said, Make an alekim. So I said, Who has gold? His baraku, take it off. I know they gave it to me. I threw it in the fire. What's going on here? If Aaron, Aaron is assaging Moshe's anger, if he's telling them that they wanted a replacement, if Aaron is explaining that the Jewish people wanted an idol or a deity, so this would only cause Moshe to get anger, angrier. Aaron was excusing himself to Moshe. He's saying, Please, don't be angry. But if anything, he's adding insult to injury, he's adding salt to the wound. If the eagle was a deity and an idol, then Aaron is not accomplishing anything. He's saying, he ain't big shuman, avay the Zara. Aaron is saying, oh, they just wanted an idol, and I gave it to them. And I made it for them in my hands. So, why shouldn't Moshe be angry? If Aaron is saying they just asked for an idol, then Moshe has good reason to be angry. What could be a greater sin than idolatry? Says the Ramban Avalo Inyan, the subject here is Kamay Shamarati, as I explained, in no way did they want the Egal to be an idol, with the to give them with the capacity of death and life, the to that they would accept the yoke and the responsibility of serving this idol. All they wanted is that it should be in the place of Moshe. Moira Darkam, a guide. Moshe was the GPS, so to speak. Certainly with divine uh, glory, because he's a great tzaddik and Tamil chacham, but he wasn't a god. And he was merely following the directions of the Rebbein this was Aaron's excuse. He said, They didn't say to him, Make a God. They just wanted a grand, great entity that should go before them in your place, in your stead. Look, Moshe. They love you. They need you. They don't know what happened to you. They don't even know if you're going to come back. They needed somebody to guide them. So long as so long as you're not with them, and if you come back, 
then they'll forsake whatever they're engaged in. They don't need the substitute. Who needs a sub when you have the real thing? Yazvu, they'll forsake it. They'll follow you. Like in the beginning, and that's what happened. Moshe came back. They ran away from the Egel. Kimon Sharo Amas Moshe, when the people saw Moshe, Miyad, he Michlas Egel, they immediately forsook the Egel, Ubatubai, and they, they rebu- they forsook it, and they, uh, rebu- they despised it. Shehinichu Lusarfav Luzer Safra, Pnei Amayim. They first, they left it. They said, Moshe, go ahead, burn it, scatter the ashes in the water. Nobody even protested Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, if it was a god they wanted, why would they have allowed Moshe to burn their god without any protest? Nobody disputed Moshe. Furthermore, you see, Moshe didn't even rebuke them and say, okay, leave this Egel. Moshe didn't have to say anything to them. He just showed up and they ran away from the Egel. He didn't say a word. When he came to the camp, and he saw the eagle and the dancing, they ran away from the eagle. He took it, he burnt it, he gave it to them to drink. Nobody uttered a word because the whole purpose of it was a replacement for Moshe. Now that Moshe is back, they don't need it. If this was an idol, it would not be typical for somebody to forsake their king and God, Lusrefas Ish. And then the Ramban paraphrases the Pasuk back in Perk Ches. Would somebody allow their idol, their deity, to be burnt in their presence and they, don't, they wouldn't stone the person? Now the Ramban explains something very interesting. Two more points in the Ramban. The Ramban first explains, so what does it mean, they desired many gods? No, they just desired one replacement for Moshe. Says Ramban, Aaron Aaron is the one who produced this image of an egel. They didn't say what to make. They weren't sure. Should we have an ox and a cow or a donkey or who knows what? There are many, many icons or images that they could have used. They could have used a shar, a kes, seven a's, the zulast from the Ramban says. This is the meaning what Chazal say. They wanted many gods. No, they just wanted one. But there were many possibilities that they were open to. So that's the kavana of what Chazal means. They didn't know which one to choose, which one would be best. So they had many, they were open to many possibilities. And that is the meaning of Chazal, that they were ivu elokos harbe. But now let's explain uh, something even more profound. And that is, how did Aaron select the calf? And the Ramban says something very interesting. The Ramban says, The Aaron's intent over here was, The Jews were in a desert. And a, a desert is a place of desolation. A desert is a place where you have Snakes, scorpions, physically and spiritually, it's considered a place of klipois, of, of the dark side, of dangerous spiritual forces, kayach hadin. it was desolate and destroyed. All desolation and destruction comes from the north. Like it says in the beginning of Yermiah, from the north, evil will come. Now that doesn't just refer for 
literally to the fact that Babylon would invade Israel from the north, although that's what it was referring to. By the way, there's a question that Rabbi Yaakov Emden deals with, I believe, in Zvachem, that Babylon is not in the north of Israel, it's in the east of Israel. The Talmud Babli says about those who live in Eretz Yisrael, Bimarava, in the west. So why is Bavel called the north? That's because in order to travel from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, there was mountains between east and west, and you'd have to come in and invade from the north. But the Ramban says, when the Pasuk says, Mitzafa and Tipasachara, evil comes from the north, it's not only referring to the invasion of Babylon, but it refers to all Koychos Hadin. It does not refer only to the king of Babylon. As the simple interpretation of the Pasuk indicates, but rather, and you have to have um, just the inter- introductory knowledge that in Machshavas Yisrael, in Jewish thought, a person is considered standing facing the east. His right side is toward the south and his left is toward the north. So the Ramban says, from the left side, the force of Midas Hadin comes to the world. The attribute of strict justice comes from the west, from the, from the left side from the left side, from the north. In order to visit punishment on those who live, who reside in the world in accordance with their evil. In other words, punishment Midas Hadin comes from the left side, which is the north. Midas Hadin is the left. Vihine Midas Harachamim is usually attributed to the right, which is the Daroi. Midas Hadin is attributed to the north, which is the Tzafon. Vihine B'maisei Hamarkava. In the description of the heavenly chariot, it says, Pnei Hashoyer Mehasmoel La'arbatan. The face of an ox to the left of all four sides. From the four sides that of the Chayos, they are considered to have a ox on their left side. So we hear, we, from here we see that the Shor, which is the form of an Egel, is associated with Midas Hadin and the left side. And therefore, Aaron thought, Lachin Choshev Aaron thought, Ki HaMachriv, that the force of destruction, which is symbolized by the Egel, Yoira Derech Makom HaChurban, will guide them in this place of destruction, namely the Midbar, that is where the Shar's power is great. In other words, since they were in the Midbar, which is a Makam of Midas Hadin, and of all the four sides of the Chayos, the one associated with Midas Hadin is the Shar, therefore Aaron figured the Shar would be the appropriate image to guide them, lead them, direct them in such a, an environment. So this is the amazing uh, approach of the Ramban. They were not seeking a replacement for God. They were seeking a replacement for Moshe, a replacement to guide them. That was Aaron's hisnatzlus to Moshe. They were not making Avodah They desired many gods. All that means is they did not desire any god. But they had many possibilities of what this image could be to guide them. And the reason they picked the Shar is the Shar is associated with the left, the north, which is the appropriate force to use in a Midbar Shemama. And this is the approach of the Ramban. And uh, with this, I bid you a wonderful week, and Be'ez Hashem, a wonderful Shabbos, Parshas, Kisisa, Haba, Alinu, L'Tayah.